0: Uh Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear during another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known.
1: I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on March 21st, 1951. And, George, what is the secret word? (laughs)
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is COAT. C O A T. Really? You bet your life! More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only. That's me,
3: Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again, and tonight I've got $4,500. It's the biggest big question in the history of this show. Now, George uh, Fenneman, who's first to try for the $4,500? Well, we invited some doctors to the
2: program tonight, and just before we went we to the air, one. <laughs> our studio audience selected Dr. Eugene Hoffman. His uh, partner is a housewife from the audience, Mrs. Mildred Gordon. And
3: here they are, folks. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And you say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something people wear. A doctor and a housewife, eh? Mrs. Uh, Mildred Gordon, uh, where are you from?
2: I'm from Kansas.
3: Kansas? That's right. Oh, What is your hometown, Doc? I'm from Effingham, Illinois. Where? Effingham, Illinois. You just made that up, didn't you? No, no, that's a real town. I should imagine that you would be from Medicine Hat, being that you're a doctor. (laughs) No, that's too far north. I see. And pretty feeble, too, is a joke. (laughs) Now, Doctor, is it true that most medical men are specializing nowadays? No, the trend now is towards uh, general practice, where your hands are not tied. I see. That's a good idea for a doctor. (laughs) I never like to see a doctor with his hands tied. Unless he's got his eye on (laughs) my appendix. You know, I go to a brain, liver, and kidney specialist twice a week. Maybe you know him. What's his name? I don't know his name. He's the butcher in Beverly
4: Hills. (laughs) No, on the contrary. Don't get too
3: don't get too interested. He'll send you a bill. <laughs> Why should you be interested? Well, you look like a fairly healthy specimen. <laughs> uh, I write a mystery and suspense stories, so naturally, I'm interested in the medical aspects of murder. I <laughs> see. Well, what are some of the unusual ways you've used to murder people? I'm sure the doc here will be fascinated by it. Well, uh, are you asking out of curiosity, or do you have homicidal intentions? Well, I'd say it's about 50-50. There are people listening, you know, Oh. Well, I'm sure someone will be listening to this. Well, i tell you, you buy a copy of uh, our book, Make Haste to Live. I've got a lot of le- uh, ways to murder people in there, a whole long list of them. Can I get one wholesale? <laughs> Doc, uh, has uh, anything embarrassing ever happened in your work? I mean, of someone who's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've had several embarrassing things happen to me. Uh, uh, in surgery, for instance. Uh, one time uh, we were operating, and... Uh, what do you mean, we? There was two of you working on this okay. victim at the same <laughs> time? Oh, well, there was more than that. There was five of us. You must have cut him up good, huh? <laughs> and he got five bills at the conclusion yeah. of this operation? No, only one. Oh, I see. But what happened? Well, my assistant was tying... What part were you operating to begin with? We were taking out a kidney. Took five of you to take out one kidney? Yeah. I took out a kidney the other night, and it was just me and she. That's,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's not very grammatical, but authentic. <laughs> well, what happened? And as I took off the hemostat, why, his tie slipped. His so, tie slipped? Well, the his suture, the uh, cat gut that he was using to tie off I the see. bleeder, you <laughs> say. Well, so... if the tie fits you, it'll <laughs> suit you all right. <laughs> I sucked that out of him, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I said to the scrub nurse, give me a stick tie. And uh, nothing happened, and when well, I... Well, was... I should think not. Mm-hmm. Eh? How many scrub nurses have a stick tie? <laughs>
4: they usually wear a
3: blouse and a skirt and then a <laughs> So when nothing happened, I looked up, and everybody was laughing, and I suddenly found out that I didn't have any pants on. I'd lost my pants. <laughs> so uh, then uh, the circulating nurse came along, and she said... Uh, now, had, had this nurse
4: been
3: circulating before you lost it?"
4: pants?
3: <laughs> That's what I'd like, a circulating nurse. <laughs> yes, that was part of her duties, to circulate. I see. So she came along and said, Doctor, may I pick up your pants? So I said thank you, and she did, and we went on with the operation. Now, was the victim still alive while all this on? He
4: didn't
3: know what was going on at all. Did you you tell him later? No, never told him. Well, Doc, I'm glad you're here. That was very interesting and and kind of revealing. Now, let's see how well you can work together as a team. In just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $4,500 question. But first, here's something of importance folks you've
2: been hearing me tell about how much smoother how much more comfortable the new DeSoto rides in fact no other car rides like a DeSoto and I've told you that the Auraflow shock absorbers are largely responsible for this remarkable ride so I thought you might like to know more about these great new shock absorbers Actually, they give maximum effectiveness on all kinds of roads, from a gently rolling road to a really rough one. That's because the new AuraFlow shock absorbers are designed to adjust automatically for every type of road bump. But that's not all. DeSoto's longer wheelbase and full cradled ride also assure you of added comfort. And DeSoto's chair-high seats and big, wide doors give you living room comfort. And, of course, it's DeSoto that lets you drive without shifting. So, folks, visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and drive the new 1951 DeSoto. Yes, see for yourself why no other car rides like the new DeSoto.
3: All right, let's, now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $4,500. All uh, Squire, would you mind explaining the rules? Not at all. You bet as
2: much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $4,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Here we
3: go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected places with presidents' names. Now, how much of the 20 are you going to try? Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen dollars. All right. What's the name of the world's highest dam? It bears the name of one of our presidents. Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam is correct. <laughs> And you're off to a good start. You have thirty-five dollars. Remember, you're going for four thousand five hundred dollars tonight. Now, how much of your thirty-five dollars will you bet on your second question? Twenty-nine. 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 The capital of Missouri bears the name of one of our most famous presidents. Which one? Jefferson City. Jefferson City is correct. <laughs> You now have $64. $64 question. Here's your okay. third question. How much will you bet on this one? $60. $60. Bob Burns comes from a town in Arkansas bearing a president's name. What is the name of this town? Oh, that's a shame. It's too bad. Well, it's, it's, it's Van Buren. You should oh, have known that. Yeah. You now have $4. Well, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> Well, you got four dollars, and this is your last chance to beat the other couples. How much would you bet?
4: Why, you sure,
3: <laughs> four dollars. Okay. The second largest city in Nebraska is also named after one of our presidents. What is the name of this city? Lincoln. Lincoln is right. Bronco, <laughs> uh, before they go, would you like? You wouldn't want them to go with just eight dollars, would you? No, no, I would. I'll give you one more question. If you get it right, you win ten dollars. Think hard now, and please, no help in the audience. Ready? Who was buried in Grant's tomb?
4: <laughs> <laughs> McKinley was.
3: <laughs> General McKinley Grant is right. <laughs> well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thank you very much. You. Gracho. the secret word
2: is still the same. It's coat. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a door-to-door bakery salesman and a housewife. And here they are, Mrs. Amy Gaston and Mr. John
3: Chua, Come on in here and meet Groucho Marx, folks. Welcome, folks, to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something people wear. Uh, Mrs. Amy uh, Gaston, huh? is that right? Is that right? right. You're the housewife? Yes, I am. Where have. are you from, Amy? Los Angeles. Los, born here? Right. Is that so? Native girl, huh? That's right. Mr. John uh, Chua? Is That's right. You? What kind of a name is that, John? It's Slavish. Slavish? Yeah. You're a Tito man, huh? Right. You're a Yeah. Well, at present, he's a very good man.
4: Huh?
3: <laughs> You're a door-to-door bakery man? That's right. I work for the Helms Bakery. Oh, I see. You go around from door-to-door with your bakery goods? Is that right? That's right. I suppose your job is one long loaf, eh? <laughs> one long loaf. I suppose you hear that quite often, don't you? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I sure do. <laughs> Usually when I hear that, I always tell him I'm glad my bread in the stale as a joke. <laughs> When you're telling that, do you usually have a bun on. I got one handy. Are you married, John? Yeah. How did you meet your wife? Well, I met my wife down in the skating ring. Was her no. salary frozen at the time? No, she worked. Salary wasn't frozen. I was in the service and didn't have anything to do. One up in the skating ring, and she was behind the counter drinking sodas. You mean they drafted you and put you in a skating ring? No, they didn't draft me. <laughs> No, I went in by my own self. Oh. No drafting. And then you, you hid in the skating rink until the war was over? <laughs> no. You were a... just a kind of a gay blade there. Uh, <laughs> that goes no. with the bun
4: joke.
3: <laughs> you're a housewife and you're, you're from Los Angeles, huh? What sort, uh, what sort of work does your uh, husband do, Mrs. Uh, Gaston? Uh, he's the manager of the Gourmet Beverly Restaurant in Beverly Hills. Oh, I thought you looked rather well-fed. <laughs> How did you meet your husband? Well, we were both working at Lockheed during the war, and um, finally one day I heard through the grapevine that he was going to be drafted in the Army Air Corps, so I uh, had a chance to have him sign some papers. I was in the engineering department. But he came back that evening to get it, to get his coat. Get and get his... <laughs> said the secret word. You said coat. You said the secret word, coat, and you and uh, your friend over here, Mr. Chua. Yes, $50 a piece. <laughs> and then you got married? Uh, well, then, of course, he did hit the Army Air Corps, and he was in a German internment camp, so it was about two and a half years oh. later. <laughs> how long have you lived here in Los Angeles? Uh, uh, Twenty-nine years.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mrs. Gaston, how many candles did you have on your last birthday cake? Twenty-one. Oh come now, when were you born? Nineteen twenty one. Nineteen twenty one, this nineteen twenty one, the nineteen fifty one, the and X and Swansea. What happened to the other candles? Uh, wouldn't they light? Well, the last time I had a birthday cake it was on my twenty first birthday. Pretty sly, aren't you? <laughs> well, you out me. Obviously, you weren't born yesterday. <laughs> you're a door-to-door salesman. That's right. and how, how do you operate? I should have asked the doctor that, I guess.
4: <laughs> well, okay. How do you operate?
3: Well, I load my truck with Helms merchandise every morning. And... Well, When it's loaded, do you have a bun on? <laughs> I a few buns on, yeah. But if you stay in your truck, how does the housewife know you're there? Do you throw a biscuit through the side of the house? <laughs> No, she hears my whistle. That sounds like interesting work. You mean you just whistle and women come bounding out of their houses? That's right. How much would you charge to teach me the Helms whistle? (laughs) Let me hear your whistle, John. Go ahead. Pretend I'm a housewife and I'm inside burning my husband's dinner. Now, exactly what do I hear? (laughs) Oh, brother. (laughs) 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 That's the best I can do. What kind of women do you get with that whistle? <laughs>
4: they
3: better be wearing their hearing aids. Now, how does your bakery stuff compare with your wife's baking? Oh, brother, that's hard to answer. Of course, I mean, if you answer, you'll I mean, lose you lose know, either your wife or your job. <laughs> answer me, John.
4: Well,
3: all I can say is our bakery goods are hard to beat. Congratulations, John. You just lost your wife. (laughs) Now you want to try it for two wives. (laughs) What's the most popular item your bakery turns out? Well, we got marble cakes, coconut cakes, jelly donuts, Tuesdays, Fridays.
4: Jelly donuts,
3: Tuesdays and Fridays. That's right. Well, that's the way it should be. Jelly donuts, Tuesdays and Friday, matinees, Wednesdays and Saturdays. (laughs) How much are your jelly donuts on Tuesdays and Fridays? Sixty cents a dozen. How much are they on Mondays and Wednesdays? We don't have them them days. Well, they ought to be a lot cheaper on Mondays and Wednesdays. That's the old uh, egg joke, you know, about the fellow goes in the grocery store and says, How much are your eggs? And the grocer says, uh, Seventy cents a dozen. he says, Cracked eggs are forty cents a dozen. He says, Okay, crack me a dozen.
4: LAUGHTER
3: it was easier to crack those those eggs than it was that joke. I <laughs> you, Do you get many calls for wedding cakes? Oh yeah, they're special order cakes. Well, could you describe a wedding cake? Do well, they all have do no. they all have Governor Dewey on top? No, no. no.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> how about birthday cake? That's special order cake too. Well, how do you sell them? Well, they come two fifty. Suppose I wanted candles on my cake. How much would that run? Well, that's cost you extra, too. They're penny a penny apiece. A penny a candle? penny eh? a candle. Well, I'd need 40 of them. <laughs> the reason I only need 40 is because I always burn the candle at both
4: ends.
3: <laughs> How do you get to know your customers, John? Well, they get out the truck there and start to buy your merchandise. You get two, three f- come around there, and you get to talking with them, and mm. next thing you know, why, well, you're pretty friendly with them.
4: LAUGHTER <laughs>
3: You ever tell them jokes, John, like, I hope my bread is as fresh as you are? Oh, no, Nanya. Yeah. <laughs> Could you tell us one of your jokes? One of your <laughs> home-baked specials? <laughs> <peppers? laughs> come on, let's hear a wheeze, huh? <laughs> oh, well, about the woman come out and ask the baker man uh, if he had any good marble cake, and the baker man said, yeah, he says, would you like to try a piece? She says, no, she says, I'll take it for granted. Well, that's a baker's joke, all right You need a lot of press to tell a joke like that Did you have a bun on when you told
4: that?
3: (laughs) Well, it's been entertaining talking to a bakery man And if I ever need any dough, John I'll go to the Bank of America how are you going to play your bet your life for a chance of $4,500? I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Mr. Fenneman is offstage to remind our listeners.
2: The doctor and the housewife won $8.
3: Now, here we go. Let's see how you can build you $20. You select the child movie stars. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Fifteen. Fifteen? All right, fifteen. What is the name of the former child star who teamed with Charlie Chaplin?
4: Jackie
3: Coogan. Jackie Coogan is right.
4: <laughs> John,
3: John, you should have known that, Coogan, because Coogan means cake in German. You folks now have $35. Remember, you're going for $4,500. Now, that's a lot of money. How much of the $35 will you bet this time? made about $30. $30. The Wizard of Oz starred a young girl who has developed into one of the top talents in pictures. What's her name? Judy Garland. Judy Garland is right. <laughs> Finally, now you have $65. Here's your third question. How much of the $65 dollars you going to risk?
4: $50.
3: $50. Okay. What is the name of the English child star who starred as Little Lord Fauntleroy? Oh, I know it. What is his name? Talk it over. I'm, I'm sorry. It's Freddie Bartholomew. Oh. should have known that. You now have $15. You now have $15. Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much are you going to bet? No words. Get it over. $15? An English picture elephant boy made a star out of a kid from the Far East. What's his name? Sabu. Sabu is right. And you'll wind up with $30. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers.
2: Uh, Groucho, the secret word is still coat. <laughs> uh, we invited some little girls and some doll makers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Lynn <coughs> Crookston and Mr. Joseph
3: Reich. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, kids, to You Bet Your Life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something people wear. A doll maker and a little girl, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss, uh, you're the little girl, huh?
4: <laughs> yes.
3: Well, you could be a doll maker, too, you know. How old are you, uh, Lynn? Eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Are you from the East?
4: No. That's
3: too bad. I could call you East Lynn if you... <laughs> you're eight years old, huh? Yes. And you're the doll maker? Yes. How old? You? You're more than eight, huh? Oh, just about 48. 48? Yeah, that's right. Where Where are you from? New York. Where Where were you born, uh, Lynn? Los Angeles. Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Right here. How come you were born in, in Los Angeles?
4: Because that's where my father works.
3: Well, it's always nice to be born near your father. Of course, it's more convenient to be born near your mother. What sort of work does your father do, Lynn?
4: He's a fireman.
3: A fireman? Does he wear red suspenders?
4: Yes. I guess so.
3: (laughs) Why does he wear red suspenders, do you
4: know? I guess to hold his pants up.
3: (laughs) understand how a girl eight years old knows a joke that old. (laughs) I hope she doesn't start with that bun-on joke before. (laughs) Are you married, Mr. Rich? Yes, sir. How do you pronounce it? Rich Rice. Rice, huh? You're not married? I am. Oh, you are married. Are Are you married, Lynn?
4: Yeah.
3: Why aren't you married? An attractive, charming girl like you?
4: I'm not old enough.
3: Well, that's true. How old do you think you ought to be before you got married?
4: 26. 26? 26.
3: Why do you want to wait that long? Don't you think uh, 18, 19 would be a nice age to get married?
4: No, because I want to go to college.
3: And it's going to take you to 26 to get out of college? (laughs) I don't know. You'll go through with flying colors, Lynn. If this conversation we're having is any example. (laughs) Let's talk about dolls. What's your job with the company, uh, Joseph?
0: Well, to see the dolls go out as a production man. Oh, you're a production man? Yes.
3: What kind of dolls do you manufacture at your place?
0: All kinds. Soft, hard dolls, skin dolls.
3: What makes a doll hard? Some bitter experience? (laughs) No, not exactly. It's the material content. Some are plastic. Isn't it wonderful how they make dolls these days? They even talk. They sure do. What I'd like is a doll that doesn't talk <laughs> What doll company do you work for? No more electric An electric company makes dolls? Right. Well, some of the dolls I've been out with Have been pretty shocking But I didn't do, <laughs> do you have a boyfriend, Lynn? Yes How old is this Prince Charming?
4: Eight and three quarters.
3: Is that his height or his age? <laughs> his age.
4: Eight
3: and three quarters, huh? Do you, you prefer older men? You, do you think I'm too old, for example?
4: You mean to get married? <laughs> then do
3: you, you don't have to sound quite so alarmed. How old do you think I am? Well, about thirty-five. <laughs> That's what I like about kids. They're not afraid to tell you the brutal truth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks to you two, I know all about dolls. Now then, we're going to play the big game. Let's see how well you make out in the quiz. You run your $20 and no more than our other couples. And you get a chance at the $4,500 question. I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but George Fenneman is offstage to remind our listeners.
2: The bakeryman and the housewife are leading with
3: $30. Here we go. Let's say Ohio I can build you twenty dollars. You selected largest cities in the States. Here's your first question. Now, how much of the twenty are you gonna bet? Well, how many do we want to bet? Fifteen,
4: maybe.
3: Fifteen out of the twenty. Fifteen dollars. What is the largest city in Colorado? Denver. Denver is right.
4: <laughs>
3: well, you're on your way. You have thirty five dollars. You're on your way with thirty five, and remember you're going for four thousand five hundred dollars tonight. Now, how much of the thirty five are you gonna try? Just try thirty. Twenty
4: five.
3: All right, 25. You know where's the pants in that yes. family. <laughs> All right, what's the largest city in Arizona? Phoenix. Phoenix is right. Now, look oh, it? I always yeah. thought it was Cleveland. <laughs> You're really climbing. You have $60 now. You got $60, Len. Here's your third question. How much of the 60 are you going to bet? $50. do not let them push you around, Len. Take 50 of it. Okay, what's the largest city in Iowa? Des Moines. Des Moines is right. <laughs> You're up there now. You have one hundred ten dollars. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the hundred and ten are you going to risk? Take ninety. All right. Ninety dollars. What is the largest city in Idaho? Boise. Boise is right. <laughs>
2: You wind up with $200, and that means that you, too, with your $200, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $4,500 question.
3: (laughs) Now, in just one minute, I'll ask them the big question, but first, I want everybody to pay attention to a matter of great importance.
2: By now, you're probably one of the many thousands who have seen the superb new DeSoto, either at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers or riding along the road with some friend proudly seated behind the wheel. Well, then, I don't have to tell you it's a beautiful car to look at, long and low with sweeping lines from front bumper to rear bumper. Yes, it is a lovely car, this 1951 DeSoto, one you'll be proud to have in your driveway. And it's more than just a beautiful automobile. It's as economical a car to own and to operate as has ever been designed. In the first place, it costs you only a little more than the lowest-priced cars. And day after day, week after week, the economy of owning a new DeSoto becomes more evident to you. Its new, more powerful engine makes the most of every gallon of gas. And of course, it has fluid drive with tiptoe shift, the perfected automatic transmission that lets you drive without shifting. So hurry on down to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and get behind the wheel of the greatest car ever to bear the famous name DeSoto. No other car rides like it.
3: All right, here we go for $4,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully and please no help from the audience. The only known diamond mine in North America can be found in the Wonder State. For $4,500, tell me, what is the Wonder State? All right, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Alaska. No, I, I'm sorry. The, the answer is, is Arkansas. i close to it. Correct answer is Arkansas. That, that means the big question next week will be worth $5,000. Well, you lost the big money, but how much did they win in the quiz, George? Well, $200 in the quiz, Roger. Well, congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. <laughs> Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks,
2: here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. The three R's of safe driving are ready, reasonable, right. you bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding.
0: In our last very exciting episode, the wonderful white winged warrior had to abandon his feathered fighter's costume because of a defective zipper in the back of the suit. However, Mildred, the masked mother, came to the rescue with a substitute suit, thus permitting the fantastic fowl to begin his search for the hummer, that crown prince of wordless silly melodies. Uh, pardon me. Uh, yeah, what is it, Corporal? Uh, have you noticed anyone humming around here? Uh, Yeah, try the department store. And with this valuable information, the winged warrior pivots and enters the Midland City department store. You pivot pretty good, soldier. Uh, pardon me. Yeah. Have you noticed anyone humming around here? All deliveries go to the rear of the store. I am the wonderful White Winged Warrior. You, you see. still got to deliver to the back of the store. I'm looking for the Hummer, that crown prince of wordless silly melodies.
3: Sheet music is on the 24th
0: floor. And the Winged Warrior again pivots smartly. He pivots pretty good for a delivery boy. And moves directly to the department store elevator. <laughs>
1: This is an elevator. People in this store who are going to go buy something may go up or down in this elevator without charge or obligation.
0: Uh, Third floor, please.
1: Are you going to buy something?
0: Uh, No, you see, I'm looking for the uh, Hummer. Well, if
1: you're just going to look, take the steps.
0: Okay. And so the winged warrior does this immediately.
1: I'm not running a sightseeing service.
0: And much (sighs) later. Uh, pardon me.
3: Yes?
0: Is this the, uh, 24th floor? No. What floor is this?
1: It's the 37th floor. Oh, thank you. Hey. Yeah? Ain't you a bus driver? No.
0: I'm the wonderful white-winged warrior. Because
1: I thought I was gonna say you pivot pretty sloppy for a soldier.
0: Yes. 37th floor, huh? Too bad
1: you're not a soldier. Why? Certificate man rides free on the elevators.
0: Uh, wow. Is the Hummer on the 24th floor at this very moment close to unsuspecting consumers? And another thing, does Uncle Bernie know about those free elevator rides? Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. (laughs)
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. So it looks like our grand prize is growing and growing, now reaching $5,000, which is the most it's ever been. So Mildred Gordon, our first contestant, was in fact an author of crime fiction novels with her husband, Gordon. Yes, his name was actually Gordon Gordon. They wrote under the name of The Gordons. Some of their books were made into films. And after their first book to be made into a movie, they found out that the screenwriter made $40,000 while they only made $5,000. After that, they insisted on writing all the screenplays of their adaptations. This was true for the book Undercover Cat, which is probably best known for its Walt Disney title of That Darn Cat suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I dot com, or leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support dot Radio dot com or by joining our vintage radio club and get an extra episode a week. The shadow returns on Monday and Grouch will be back next Friday for some more, you bet your life. For I Love this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.